Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Let's go! This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Hey, hey everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here. Part of the Pal and Finn Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Tonight, I got a special guest with me all the way from the East Coast. Actually, the Northeast part of the country there in the... Uh, out of Atlantic City, I got Mr. Robert English in the house tonight. What's up, man? What's up, my brother? Not much. Just sitting here doing a podcast, my first time, and <laughs> hoping I'd be crazy about it. And <laughs> it's all good, man. We're just gonna go with the flow, man. You know, just yep. just uh, have fun with it, man. I just I just wanted to get you on board tonight, man. I saw uh, I saw an episode of Field Trips. You know, he's a, a Texas. Uh, guy himself, Robert Field, on his little YouTube channel. I saw you on an episode there. And I was like, man, this guy seems like an interesting cat. I think I'm going to have to get him on the show and see what's going on and get somebody from a different region and talk a little bit about their area, you know, compared to, you know, we'll, we'll compare what I fished in Texas and what I fished it back home in Georgia, where I'm originally from. And um, we're just going to get a little more info on you. So if you want to start out the show right now, just tell everybody who you are, a little bit about yourself. And, um, you know, background of fishing and what led you to jump in that plastic boat? <laughs> Let's see. Shoot. I started, I, got, I grew up outside Atlantic City, grew up by a lake. So I spent every day just walking around fishing, throwing red devils and frogs for uh, pickerel. Hmm? Just that's all I did. When I was a little kid, I used to fish. Yep. As I got older, kept doing the same thing. But I really started to get into it was... I started spending summers with my grandfather in Florida, down in Venice, to fish the Gulf. All those back bays were trout. Yes, sir. He pretty much taught me everything. He's making his own rods, making his own jigs, doing that kind of stuff. And I think that's a lot of what I do now, with to just just fish. The guy fished so much. I got one of his <laughs> notes, his notebooks, and it's like reds. Oh, 35 here, 40. Like just the amount of he took of procedure to find everything he was trying to do and keep track of everything yeah as he so he had on. like he kept track of his own he had his own logbook 
like yep. man written, which is what I was yeah. taught to do by my granddad. My granddad yep. had the same thing. He'd write the tides, he'd write the wind, he'd write the temperature, yep. he'd write everything down. It was low conditions at that location uh, where I grew up in Georgia. And it's the same thing, you know, that's, now, I, 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 share, I share that well. Yeah. <laughs> now, frost is all, you do it on the iPhone when you get your winds, your ties, <laughs> yeah. how many fish you caught. Oh, yeah. But that's what got, like, got a big start. And that's, stopped for a little while. I moved to close to AC, so I'm five minutes from the beach. You got anywhere you fish. Any, you can drive anywhere and just fish right around here. Do a lot of surf fishing. Boring as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting around, throwing weight and baits, or just walking up and down the beach. One day, I'm like, you know, I need a kayak. I want to buy a kayak. So in 2016, I think it was, I bought a used kayak. That night, I caught more fish than I've ever caught two years surfishing just being on get to where you want to go getting to the fish that was the biggest thing yes. getting to the yes. fish big time that that opens up your um your range so much more that oh, was a big plus for me was being over here I'd, I'd fish when i was going to surf at different beaches and you could walk in and wade and the thing was me was like man i gotta cover more water and i don't want to buy a boat i don't want to buy a boat. Yeah. boat at the time i had a little hatchback i wanted something i could have racks on it and just throw a kayak and go so that's what led me into, you know, seven, eight years ago myself was just getting started and, yeah, and getting into thing. that and cover more water. Yes. Yeah, the pickup truck, just throw it in the back of the pickup truck, drop yeah. it off, go. My first, actually until the last two years, I had an old Dodge pickup truck. Put the kayaks in the back, and that's what I drove back and forth all the time. Between the summer, winter, worst thing is getting out of, that, getting out of the water. So the water's 38, 40, air is 32. <laughs> Fishing Ooh. at night, middle of the night, and then you get back in a truck, old Dodge, no heat. No heater. <laughs> got a heater cord. You got to drive home. Yeah. <laughs> and it was deleted. Yep. You got to drive back home, still cold. Now it's got a new car, so it's, you can get in your car and hit the little button on my phone and get the seats heated up yeah. and stuff, which is nice. But... Get them heated up and ready to go. Yep. Yes, sir. Oh, man, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool having, uh, you know, the same kind of start up with your with your grandpa and everything man that's awesome yeah. the law the old law books you know like you said it's a lot different now um you got your phone you got the fish brain app you got the angler app yep. um that logs and tracks pretty much everything in that um that you put in and pictures and gear and, you know there, there's some cool stuff out there for that too that, that you know to keep track of everything going on that you're you know the base you're using the the conditions barometric pressure weather yep. patterns and everything like that because that that i i feel that plays a plays a role you know it does a lot for so, me because like what i do is like i'll do screenshots on my fish finder of yes. the fish i'll get that i'll up to upload that i have shots on my phone my gopros and that kind of thing yeah and then I, can, I can look back through my phone on the computer and be like oh well, there's this date this date this date that's when this was going on this was going on like i went out last uh three days ago stripers everywhere it's just bait everywhere people Frost is peanut bunker. Peanut bunker all over the place. Strippers going yep. to the peanut bunker. Just fishing the bridges them. at night. Yeah. You get those fish smashing all top of the water going crazy. And it's hard because you see the fish all over the water. Like, oh, I want to cast at those guys. Well, they're the little ones. The bigger ones always on the bottom. 30, yeah. like I'm fishing 35 feet, 40 feet of water under bridges. Yeah. And then you're casting jigs up into the bridge and just off the bottom and just get that thump. It's, it's just yeah. waiting for the rip, bigger thump. Rip the bigger it back thump. up. <laughs> bigger thump. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is here. We'll get um, we'll get like the birds get a rally and they'll have a the the trout, a schoolie trout, to have a bunch of shrimp all pinned up on top of the water. The birds will be ch -ch -ch -ch. so you'll mm -hmm. all butt over there to the birds, yeah. pedal, paddle, torpedo, however you can get over there. Yeah. And then you're like, you want to fish the outside edges of them, you know? You want to fish yep. the outside edge and get a little bit deeper to get the bigger fish that are around there picking up the, the stragglers, you know? Yeah. And that's just, that's the same kind of concept, you know them. Them all, all hyped up little small ones are going aggro yeah, on, on everything, and 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 then the, then the um, you know the bigger ones are just cruising around waiting for that choo, choo, that easier meal. Bigger fish or lazier <laughs> fish they're sitting at the bottom. They're just waiting for something to come across their face, and like that's all they want to yeah. do. Yeah, they're opportunistic. So yeah, something swims by them, they're going to hammer it. <laughs> yep. So exactly. you put that that uh that uh little swim bait or little jig or or or, or spoon bouncing it down around some yep. structure. They're going to they're going to slam it. Yes, sir. So yeah, so when you when you first started kayak fishing, did um as far as like what we call let's call it kayak progression, how how you 
Um, started out, maybe started out in something. I started out in a little old per- perception caster, 12.5, little sit inside, <laughs> yeah. wet, bu- wet butt, you know, your wet ass on the paddling. But that little Crazy. thing would move and paddle. I, I never got fatigued in it. I used to cover some water in it, and I always caught – I mean, it's not the matter of what you're paddling. It's a matter of catching no. fish. That's the whole thing, getting on the water, catching fish, having fun. So as far as that, starting out and progressing, as you got um, into, like, present time and, and the kayaks you progress through and any tips or anything you can give to somebody that's going to buy a new kayak um, as where to kind of start out from your experience and kind of help me, them go, you know? Yeah, like for me, it's that. So I'm going to kayak. I found a used kayak. I drove four and a half hours up north to pick it up. The Hobie Pro Angler 14 tank, huge tank. I'm like, I want something stable, something safe. Yep. As in the first, I think the second time I had it out was at night by myself. But I felt com- confident in that because it was a big kayak. And then moved into now the wilderness with the radars. Got into those. Because I want something lighter, more agile. You can get around stuff. Is there any kayaks that you want to do? For us up here, a lot of it is, I see guys in sit-ins going out where we're fishing in the back bays, tidal waters, boat traffic. It's You're going to get swamped, which yeah. is tough. I mean, it's you can get in it. For people up here, it's all you have to be in a sit-in because if you get, you get water over you, you're going down. Yes, yeah. Going and, and, it's, yep. and, it, and it's tough. A lot of it's, it's, it's comfort level. Yes. It's feeling good about it, trying them all out. So my, my radar 135 is great because I can just I know how it runs. I know what I can do with it. Right. I've never I haven't flipped it over yet. I should to find out. Yeah. Back into it. Get back in. Self self yeah. self rescue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good good subject to bring up too. Is that self rescue? You know, it's always, um, especially if you're fishing in a you know the colder time of year. You got all that gear on, on a dry suit and everything. Uh, like for us, we we might have on waders, which, you know, yeah. the waders are making now are sealed with neoprene around the waistline with a belt and the water won't swamp you as bad. There's there's somebody that might not know a whole lot and go out there and grab just a pair of, uh, well, Academy is a sports store down here. They yeah. sell, you know, outdoor stuff, but they sell their Magellan brand. They just might go buy, buy a pair of them cheaper waders that, that would just fill up. Fill up, yep. And if you don't know that, just from not being on the water enough, you know, you're going, you're not going to make it back into your kayak because it's going to be a hundred pounds of water extra added onto you. So you got to know how to get those off or or have a knife on your PFD or have a PFD on like here, like here you're required to have a PFD on the vessel. It doesn't have to be on the person, but, but we practice like full uh, kayaking safety. I I always have my own being as uh, on a position with Jackson, um, that's required in any of our pictures. Yeah. We're supposed, supposed to promote a, promote a positive outlook on kayak safety. Right. And, and I can't speak about it enough. I mean, I can be in three foot of water and I'm still going to have my PFD on. I taught water survival instruction in the Marine Corps. And I still wear my PFD <laughs> all the time. If that says something about being safe on the water, it, it, it does. It should speak volumes to you the people that are out there. Yes. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. The unexpected. Never, never boat, know. Boat run over you, anything. Mm-hmm. At the least, if something bad happens, or it's, you hit by a boat, or whatever, at least they can find your body. That's yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's one up here, up north with us. Once striper season starts in the spring, water's still cold, air's still mm-hmm. cold. Everybody, oh, I need a kayak. They go out and buy a brand new kayak, spend two, three grand on a kayak, get all their gear, out there in sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. Jeans. Uh, you already spent that much money. Spend the extra eight hundred bucks. You already yeah. spent. Oh, <laughs> Yes. All of it. Like, but they don't know. That's the thing. And most right, right. People don't understand that. And with it, one thing, like last year, like I said, everything was getting tight. People weren't, weren't buying kayaks. Once the pandemic hit, kayaks yeah. are gone. Oh, it's, everybody's got a kayak. Well, every website you go to now, manufacturer wise, has it, you know, they, they increased demand. Uh, pretty much everybody sold through every all the inventory they yeah. had made already. And then they were running at reduced capacity in their factories. So they still have uh, demand and the supply is still not there, <laughs> you know, they got all, all the new season orders, all the new boats for the next year are starting to come out. And it's it's kind of wild right now in the kayak industry. I, I see it. 
you know, we see it, you know, everybody's seeing it. Uh, you put, so, a, so many... put a good, a nice kayak up on, on the marketplace and, and sell it. It's oh, gone. gone like two a day, two days. Yep. <laughs> yes. You know, this, this spring is a lot of brand new guys out there. Flip flops, yeah. shorts. So like, yep. You go in, like you're fishing the current. Like it's not, it's crazy. Like someone like they don't be able to understand what they're getting into before they're getting into it. It's but right. I was going fishing with a kayak. There's a lot more to it. There's a whole lot more to it. It's, it's like um, it's a really quick learning curve. You know, especially oh, yeah. learning that that you have to have everything within arm's reach to get to what you need. Like your yep. your 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 pliers to get the hooks out, your fish grips to get your fish or your net to get to your rods behind you. Where you're gonna have your tackle place? What all you're bringing with you? Exactly. Um, where you got your uh, hydration, your water, a little granola bar, or some jerky or something to keep you sustained on the water because you need all that yeah. too because you're burning energy too. So there's a lot of people that don't know that. I mean, there's people that'll just go buy it. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Say a, a, a pelican out of the store, a little 10-foot or sun dolphin or whatever, and they just, oh, well, I'm going to go fishing. Yep. And then they get out there in the morning, and then you see a group of people, and they're like, they don't have a light, they don't have a 360 light, they don't have PFDs, period. And you're yep. like, you kind of, you try to talk to them and then they think you're like being a jerk about it. I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm telling you the game board is going to write you a $500 <laughs> ticket without that stuff. And then you got a chance that you might not make it back to this launch, <laughs> exactly. you know? And it's like, and people always, you know, bad mouth on, on, you see it on social media. Oh, here's the PFD uh, patrol and this and that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, whatever, till you have something happen unexpected. Yeah. You might think the other way, but you know, I'm gonna keep my mind on, and I'm gonna promote it. Positive safety on the kayak, and that's all. There's I no know. reason. There's no reason not to. There's no reason yeah. not to. One of, my, one of my biggest things is when people say that. My mom is a um, rescue diver. Ah. For a local township. So they go, oh, you need PFD. You don't need all this. Blah blah blah. And I tell them, well, look, if you don't wear a PFD, something happens to you in the river, whatever, and then you go under. My mom now has to go with her team and try to find you. So now you're putting her at risk trying to find you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And we did have a lot of uh, incidents last year uh, with uh, a couple of people getting run over by the boat. You know, people not checking uh, weather conditions. That's a, that's a big thing is checking weather yep. conditions and being familiar with the weather. And that being a surfer as I grew up helped me adapt to that, too. It's always knowing my my. I mean, I could I could go anywhere and, and stop and get in my car and 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 find out which way is north, south, east, and, and which way the wind's blowing and kind of gauge exactly. what it's blowing just from being around it all uh, a long time, you know. And, and that does help in understanding, you know, weather patterns and things like that. Also, because you kind of know, um, you know, to get out of the air if a certain situation yeah, exactly. arises and the yeah. wind's going to come up at a certain time of day. You know, give or take, forecast can be off, but it's always good to know that before you get on the water. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You guys are fishing the, fishing the Gulf, right? Like you're more in the Gulf area? Yes, I'm on the Gulf Coast of Texas. I, I'm, I, I'm where I work, I can jump out of my truck three minutes from driving out the where I work. I can leave and, and fish in like three minutes. And that's, uh, you know, um, uh, a bay system with, with redfish, trout, flounder. Yeah. And Jackville and all them black drum, everything like that in there. So we have a good time. You know, we got a good fishery. We got a bunch of good lakes close within two hours. I got a bunch of really good bass lakes too. So, you know, I'm, I'm on that too. So what what about your your home bodies of water? Um, uh, what kind of water are y'all fishing over there? Y'all fishing a lot of inlets? So y'all got some backwater areas, tidal estuaries, and everything too? Most of our area, it's all either inlets, back bays, out in the ocean within three miles. For the most part, we got some bass fishing in lakes and stuff. Perch, white uh, white perch in the rivers. You get black um, crappie and stuff in the lakes. Some big bass here and there. Snakes heads and stuff more oh, yeah. north north more north. Yeah, in the areas. 
But most of the people that fish around here, it's all salt water or yeah. brackish water. It's just it's just so much of it, like it's everywhere. All everywhere. From twenty minutes each way, you just so much water. Yeah. So you have a lot of um, a lot of creeks and like little tidal areas you can target in, yeah. and then you have the, the inlets and everything. Also, that's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of our back bay areas said most of the water is a foot deep, foot and a half deep, three feet deep, but goes half mile to the road. <laughs> yeah. And then what are you talking back there? Is there some like the, the summer flounder or the fluke back there? Summer flounder. Yeah. Early early season summer flounder all come back there yeah. for a while. You can, you can get them all year long. We're getting ready to get into uh, striper season here. It's the same thing. You go all the way in the back bays, it's four foot of water, three foot of water. Riley's, the kayaks go back to these little, cha- little channels, little creeks, mm-hmm. drop down a, a mouth creek with 20 foot of water. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just, you know, you, you throw a um, weightless jerk bait and up in a curtain. Yeah. You know, all sitting there waiting for it. Slam it, huh? Striper, yeah. too. Like good ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, we, we can catch schoolies all day long. Yeah. But then like you get to... right now is when we start getting the bigger ones. Yeah. You ever you ever target them with top water with, like, spook, like, walking baits and stuff, too? Y'all get some of that uh, top water action on the striper also? Every now and then I'll, I'll throw like a Zuri uh, crystal minnows and stuff on top oh, of the yeah. water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those kind of things. But I found most of the ones that I catch that are bigger size are always sitting in the bottom. Just yeah. I was hanging out in the deeper water. Across, run the sonar. You find somewhere where there's a lump or a chunk there, dirt, and you just sitting there in the current just waiting for something to go like this. Right top yep. Of yep. That ambush Every predator. Time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people here um that don't take advantage of, of the fish finder. You know, being that I do fish the bass side of things too, I I found over the past few years I've adapted to using my side scan for targeting big tra- speckled trout around the reefs and, and structure mm-hmm. in the wintertime when they move to the deeper water in our boat harbors and then stuff like that. Um I, I've caught some really, really big speckled trout like video game fishing with the side scan like yeah. just it's it's insane because they'll move up into these just like you said in the feeder creeks we got the river estuaries in the bays at the top end of the bays and they'll move up in those river arms um and find the deeper pockets and everything and you'll find that 20 foot of water off of a six foot drop off and they'll be stacked all up in there and it's like one after another yeah. and then in the boat harbors you'll be fishing underneath pylons and pier structure in 15 foot of water and they'll, they'll be staged in there, and you'll be able to pick them off with a big swim bait sometimes in the wintertime. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've I've used that to my advantage here the last few years and taking that, having to um, relearn uh, that fish finder game, you know, because I, I, hadn't, I, hadn't re- I hadn't had a fish finder since, you know, I was like in my teen years fishing like uh, local bass trails when I was a young age in Georgia. And then, you know, there was a big gap for me also um, being in the Marine Corps and, and, um, moved over here and then you know i did fish i would fish a plenty but it wasn't like when i was young you know yeah it I mean, wasn't once target, this, like, this this kayak craze you know started and it was just like oh oh my gosh it's like addictive i mean for real i like i like went boom 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 and then it just everything's just like domino effect the whole way <laughs> it's crazy when i got the when I first put the kayak it was just that was it for me like i knew that this this is what i do and it's just I have, when I first had it, right now I got a six-year-old and a two-year-old. The two-year-old's starting to get in his rhythm, wait for him to start doing full night's sleep again. <laughs> because before that, it was usually three nights, four nights a week. I'm fishing from 10 o'clock till about 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. Every night. Because the kids, go, kids first day we go to bed, wife goes to bed, it's my fishing time. Yeah. Go out, fish for stripers on the bridges and on the lights and everything. Get it home at three o'clock in the morning. Get up eight o'clock in the morning, and go to work. Turns yeah. a week, but that's I, I couldn't sleep because I know there's fish out there. It's just right, right. It's just it's, just, it's crazy. It's, it's well, that's like me. I'm, I'm, I work a split shift, so I work graveyard some of my sets, and and I'm I'm getting off a graveyard shift and fishing two or three hours before I go home and go to sleep to go back to work. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's the same thing. I, if I got time to fish during the week. Um, cause a lot of my days fall during the week, you know, my wife's a teacher, 
my daughter's in school. She's in the sixth grade this year. Um, I have two older kids that are that are away from home. So, you know, I do have the opportunity to go during on the weekdays, too. Yeah. And then that's the cool thing about that. Nighttime, weekdays, there's less boat traffic. There's less people on the water. There's nobody on the water for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a cool thing, too. I, the, the nighttime fishing is really fun here in the summer on the full moon nights when you're working a big walking bait and you just hear that uh-huh. explosion. And it's yep. just like, oh, oh. Yep. big, big speckled trout or big <laughs> redfish just jacks it, you know. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, we get into that. We're like, um, you know, you, you, I hear you, you're talking a lot about striper. So would, would that be one of your favorite, favorite species to target? Is that one of them? That's like one of the most, like, that's the fish I can know I can always go out and catch. I can always go out and catch stripers. Well, the yeah, little ones, the big ones. For me, it's going out, catching fish. Like, Just I don't fish care. In I, they don't, they don't, they don't got to be 48, 50 inch, like, trophies. I just want to go out there, relax, clear my mind, not yeah. think about anything, and just fish. Just fish. Yeah. One thing it about is the kayak. A, it is a the good, kayak, uh, good mental um, relief, you know, a good... Exactly good stress relief you know i i i'd surfed and, and skateboarded my whole life and that was more of aggression tear it up yeah. and but it was still my release it was my release to get that you know same thing you i met super cool anything. people and and just the scene and just being around your friends and that's the that's what i found with the kayak fishing is that it, it's just that that community man it's just been awesome you know it's just like me i don't I don't know you from bag of bones, man, and yep. it, and I just messaged you out of the blue because I saw you on a on a on a YouTube episode, yep. of, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this guy on my podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna talk, and, and that's what's cool about kayak fishing is that, you know, this the camaraderie. That's what I found, and what what drawn me into it even more was all of the the, the friendships I've made through this so far. It's really cool, and you yep. know, and I, I mean just. And just talking about fishing, I can talk about fishing. Yeah, all day. There's no like with kayak, <laughs> kayak stuff. Like there's no measuring. There's no. There's very few egos. When there's I first a few. With, there's a few, but there's a few. But like <laughs> for like the most part, I met, yeah. Like when I was, said it was as I was getting into it more and getting into it more, I met a bunch of guys, different teams, different companies, doing little tournaments. Oh, here come meet up with us. Come out hang out with us. Exactly. Really different companies like there's like, like they're trying to win tournaments or win the little it's all local stuff for us but still it's money and like yeah. oh, let's go fish together like there's you yeah. just as good chances i do but let's go have a fun and it's just yes it's it. it's, it's it's everybody helping everybody out not trying to run people over <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i get that exactly that's the same thing um the bass tournaments too you know i was i've always been open you know, what'd you catch them on? I'll tell you exactly what I called them on. I'll tell you exactly how I did it, and I'll tell you the general area. I might not tell you the exact location. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a tournament this past weekend. It was a four trout, uh, four trout stringer. Um, <laughs> but one of the buddy who's the operational guy was like, "You gonna talk about that on your podcast?" Nicholas, what's up? I just had him on my last <laughs> episode. Um, and uh, you know, and I was like, "Man, that's a it's a two and a half hour drive to the weigh in." You know, because you could fish any of the texas waters and I, I i took my chance and i fished my home waters and i was the only person to squeak out a four fish limit that day out of 70 anglers um i didn't win first i got second but still you know yeah. it's all about grinding out and it's all about that and they're like well where'd you catch i told them well i fished my home waters port of vodka where, where i fish all the time it's just what i'm used to doing and i went and it was a weird bite it was real light bites and i wasn't and i upgraded a couple fish and like the last hour fishing because i went out and found deep water structure and, and found the fish and pulled two decent trout out right you know and, and it helped me out it definitely put me in that money money spot you know <laughs> so it was just like you know but everybody you know they want to know well, what'd you catch i'll tell you this is what i called them yeah. on this is where i called them might not give you exact area but you know i i'm always game to share info and help whoever i can especially new new people coming out you know there's there's so many groups on facebook popping up here and there with all these people starting their own little clubs and everything like that having their own little tournaments and online stuff i mean it's in texas it's huge i mean it is huge i mean it's it's blown up big time so are, are you seeing that over there too it's, it's getting big it's too getting, over it's there big, it's getting bigger here getting bigger and bigger so it's, it's, i'm seeing more and more new people all the time 
And same thing. It's like just go up to him like, hey, letting him like just talking to him later, see him on the beach, make sure they let him know like it's nice out now, but if you go in the water, like just know that this could happen or that could happen. Or yeah, do this, do that. I was did a um seminar with the local fishing club last week, going over things, just telling them things that I think is normal that they don't even think about. Like right. for right. me, for us up here, it's like we use, like I said, use a Zuri crystal minnow. Mm-hmm. All my treble hooks, I, I crush them all the barbs. Because in kayaks up here, like it's in the current, you get stuck with a hook in your hand here, hook in your leg here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to pull them things out. Yeah. Get them out but, quick. Yeah. Just little, like, it's, it's little things. There's just, it's definitely a community. It's definitely a strong community, yeah. which I like. And share the little tips and tactics, you know, like same thing here with, with launching at the beach here to go target the, we got a uh, short rigs, like oil rigs that are within three, four miles of the, of the beach. So we can drive on the beach and launch. So all your imagine. rods are usually strapped down. You don't usually have any lures on them. You got them in, in bags sealed up because you don't want to be tumped over and have all them hooks hooked all over you. All over, yep. You know, and, and you know, the same thing in the back bays, you're not dealing with the waves, but you know, all my rods are behind me on, on my, on my crate. Um, this company called Yak Gadget has a really cool crate out now that uh, fits right behind the seat. It's got an angle down, so all my boxes fit in there. Uh, my battery fits right in front of it, and so I got all my rods lined up. And they're all usually strung up a little bit higher, you know, with the lures and everything. So I'm not reaching back and getting hooks uh-huh, in my hand, yeah. you know, when I'm reaching back. To, you know, but I, I really like I like to organize my rods. I usually have at least two rods in front of me. Like, I mean, throwing a topwater, and I either got a, like an eight-ounce jig head. With a screw lock with a little swim bait, little invitation shrimp or something, so I could follow up if they're short striking that top water, I could follow up back in there and rip out a fish with them too. Um, so that's what we were gonna get into a little bit about uh some 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 tackle, some tackle, 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 tackle box confessional. <laughs> some of your favorite stuff, you know, all around tackle that will find in your box, you know, pretty much any trip that you're gonna be on. Anytime you're going on the water, what's some of the the go-tos, so so you say, the go-to lures you're going to have with you. So usually, if I'm going out, which is the harder part, hardest part of the kayak fishing too, you're going to go out, oh, I'm going to go out shoot and fish for flounder. So you have your flounder jigs set up. But, well, what if I'm going to here and see striper? So you have this set up for striper. Yeah. You have all yeah. this, a whole lot of thing. But I always have one rod with a swim bait on it, or a swim, yeah. uh, like a storm shed. Yeah, airplanes. Like a storm shadow on it. I have my. I make my own jig heads. I do my own jig heads. So I'll have those set up for different weights between half ounce, three quarters. So if I'm going from one spot to another, I can just grab a rod, drop in like golf clubs. People like back, back where we're at. People right. buy their boats. Like, Look at this guy in a kayak. He's like, what the hell is going on? He's got like six, six rods in the back. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. That's feeling that's feeling I only have six rod holders. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm the same way. Um, you know, everybody's like, well, why, why don't you only have a couple rods? Well, I'll tell you this. I got that top water. Actually, I got two different colored top waters. I got a smaller one in a in a in a one knocker. I got a jig head. I got a, a popping cork with a with an imitation shrimp. Then I might have a chatterbait. I might even have a frog. Dude, I throw frogs to redfish all the time in, in the grass when at the higher tides when they're up in the grass pushing shrimp. What else are you going to throw in there? You throw a weedless yeah. fluke in there, you throw a frog in there. You throw a frog in there, they're going to slam it. <laughs> it's nice. it's fun. It's fun. I've actually caught caught a flounder on, on a popping frog, throwing it back in there, shad-colored one. Um, I've caught trout on them. I've caught trout on chatterbait. Caught a flounder on a chatterbait. <laughs> Flounders you know, will eat anything. They, they will eat anything. Eat anything. But, so, yeah, you got to uh, you're, 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 put you on the spot. Though. You got three rods. 
three rods to take with you. Pick three, pick three, pick three. Three rods, what's it going to be? You know, the setup, baitcaster, spinning reel, spinning rod, set up, and then what's the baits that are going to be on those three rods? Yeah, the same thing that I was about going to go fishing with stripers. I have three rods. They're all three-quarter ounce rods. I started using uh, the Daiwa Saltus rods a couple years ago. They got short, real short butts on them, which I like for the kayak. Light action, fun to but they skin. I mean, I pulled in 43 inch striper on a one ounce Daiwa rod with a conventional reel. Like yeah. they can beat this fish down. Oh, yeah. I've started doing said, more conventional, like more uh, bait caster rods just yes. to get used to that. Like I got to the point now where it's like, it's, just, it's comfortable. The hardest yes. thing for guys is shooting the bait caster rods, get them dialed in. Like you're like, oh, they're in this bird nest and all that. Unless you're, Doing something weird or it goes crazy. Yeah. That control is just nice. I can literally close my eyes and throw it like, okay, and just get yeah. it right in that spot. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I throw mainly. And a lot of people, like in South Texas, use a lot of, like, like a lot of spinning tackle. Um, I do have a couple spinning rods, like when I throw a smaller, um, you know, we have a company here called Bugs that makes some little jigs that are like a weighted fly, almost looks like a weighted fly, and the, the redfish mm -hmm. and flounder crush them. Um, so I use that it's a little lighter action with 15 pound braid and and and, and 12 pound uh, fluorocarbon leader, um, or when I'm throwing that crusty crab, that little crab imitation side casting the redfish and sheephead, um, I'll use that too. But most of the time I'm throwing I'm throwing bait caster on a six nine uh, uh, medium action rod with an extra fast tip, something I can feel those light bites with, and it's still got to get a good hook set, but it's still got plenty of backbone to fight those redfish because redfish are are brutes you know they're they're yeah. they're known for they're being strong and they're known for the long runs they make uh, when you first hook them up and, and giving you a, giving you the run around so you got to have something to get around and, and move around and position yourself in the kayak you know as they're running the other way behind you or, yeah. or flipping underneath your drive system and all that good kind of stuff so you know uh you know there's a rod for everything you know out there there's definitely there's we have so much to choose from anyways you know yes yeah, there's the there's the soap the it's all about what you like as a what feels in your hands. And for me, the die was just because the, the the butts on them are only about a few inches, which is nice. It's not yes. anything extra in your way. Same thing. They're fast action. The tip it's super sensitive. So like same thing with fishing stripers. I can cast up in a current, and I can just I can feel it tapping off the bottom. As soon as, yes. as, soon as I feel it hit, hitting the bottom, I know okay. That's from that point. I can start just going like this and work it up, work it yep. up, feel everything. Same thing as like I said, if it was three rods, daytime would be same thing. A swim shad, one of my jig heads, mm -hmm. uh, busting baits. I use their jerk baits. I don't know if you guys have them down there or not. They're got out of Maryland. Nice jerk bait. Busting baits. Busting baits. Yeah. It's like huh. a jerk shad with a little. It's got like a, a segment inside of it, and it got some nice action to them. Oh, cool. And um, so I use them with my jig heads that I make, and then I use um. The guy us by up by us, Dan Schaefer, started doing these bottom keeper jigs. I'm not sure if you guys use them down there or not. Hmm. He designed them just for they're designed for crabs, little Asian crabs or fiddler crabs. Uh huh. Like a little banana shaped jig head. Use oh real yeah, light. I've heard of them. Yes, and you use them to hook the the little fiddlers on and, and bounce them. Yep. So you throw them for us to go in the jetties and just throw them in the jetties. <clears throat> use a quarter ounce light. So it just flops around in the water in the current. Yeah. Uh -huh. get your, get your, we get our tog. Sheep's oh, hand. yeah, the tog. That's what we're going to say. Y'all got, got a tog around there, too. Those yeah. are definitely good eating fish, too. Pretty white meat, just like a sheephead. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Buttery. Sweet, sweet, sweet-tasting fish, man. You know, look what they eat. They eat crabs and crustaceans. Yep. They're going to taste all like all day long, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Pretty stuff. Like, I'll I'll clean sheepheads all day long, man. I'm, there's a certain way to clean them. You get it down, it's not as hard as you think. You just got to be careful for the gill plates and the dorsal fins. But, uh, man, that's some of the prettiest white meat, man. Whew. Oh, it's clean. It's clean. Yes, yeah, clean. Clean stuff. Man, I like that. Hey, how, how long you been working on them dreads, man? Ten years, maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I hear it's I, probably about this long. And it's like, I've had them a few different times. I hear about this long. Yeah. You know what? Let's go to do what it does. This, this is what it does by itself. It just grows out this yeah. way. That's awesome, man. I had I had him for the longest time when I had hair. <laughs> and then one of my good buddies over here, Jeff Isham, he he's a he's a uh, 
a solid solid stick over here on the bass side of things you know i've met him met him at some tournaments you know on the on the bass side of the things and and uh he, he's done really well too but he he's uh he's got a big old head of dreads too and i'm always like envious because i know i used to have that before i went before i lost mine and went crazy you know it's just like man i missed them days when i had had my natties man i miss them i don't know down, though, down, they, down to the point <laughs> where it's like I can't let I can't cut them. Just let it just keep going and going just and let going. Let him go, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you check him out too. He's got a uh, what's his name? Dreadlocks and treble hooks. That's his Instagram. I'll check, I'll check that out. <laughs> Jeff Isham, give him a shout. He's a cool dude too. That's one of the. That's how I met him through kayak fishing. So you know, just like we said, you know, that camaraderie and and meeting everybody. That was, that was one of the one of the, one of the cool cats I've met too, man. We've we've had some good trips together and. And I uh, had some good times on the water too, man. I'd, I'd love to make it up there. It's, 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 it's fun. Northeast again one day. I've been up there fit, uh, surfing. I've had, I've surfed. I've, you know, I had some contests up there back in the day, and uh, you know, had some good times up there. You know, you know, I'd like to check out. I, I'll, if I could fish anywhere, I love to fish. You know, anywhere I can go and, and, and get anytime on. The water. Go, anytime I come up here, let me know. Oh yeah. It's it's like, Never know. <laughs> the, the biggest thing right now is I was supposed to close on our house on June twenty second. Buyers mortgage, buyers financing fell through, so now we restarted everything again. Half my stuff's packed up. It said yeah. usually, make, usually making usually making jig heads right now, but I can't even make jig heads, so all my gear's packed up and all my stuff's in storage. Oh man, it's just it's it's crazy. Well, yeah, this year's been a one off anyways with all this this yeah. COVID mess, you know, and everything going on. Um, you know, and that's the thing about traveling, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, there's a couple of events I had planned on going this year and it's just like, it just didn't work out. We had a big, long outage at work. You know, I actually had oh, the, the virus myself and I was out of work for 22 days. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, I didn't get hit with it hard. Like some people did, I guess I got lucky, but it was just the inconvenience and being locked in a room and, and, and oh, you know, yeah. not being around the family. So the family don't get it, you know, so, you know, and that's the thing. There's so much that, that this 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 year kind of got uh, is a one-off, man, <laughs> big time. You know, there's still some events going on, but I didn't get to travel like I wanted to this year. And I had the all intentions of going pretty big on the bass side yeah. of things. And then, and then we have quite a few trails here that didn't even kick off um, on the saltwater side. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. You know, that's a good thing, though, even though this we are in this pandemic and all this stuff, we – we're still able to get on the water. That's all that matters exactly. to me. As long as I can get outside and get on the water and social fish tents. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I do. I mean, there, there's times I'm on the water. I'm in the back, in the back, in the back lakes and everything. And you can't get a boat back there, you know. So if you're not in a if you're not in an airboat, you're not getting back there. And I, I, I won't see anybody but the the hogs, the deer, and the alligators. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of the things for me too, like kayak fishing, like it's with the family now and everything in sport like i just want to get out by myself i don't anytime i tell somebody all right i'm gonna go fishing i'm gonna be be down the beach at 4 a.m let's go get down there i'm ready to go everything's loaded up at quarter to four yeah five yeah. o'clock to show up i'm like no i'm ready to go you're like, i'm already on the water like just it's just catch, getting catch, out there catch up if you can yeah. i'm yeah. the same way i like i like to be have my stuff ready to go and i'm I'm on the water when I say I am, you know, it's like, well, all right, man, if you're not not here when I'm I'm launching, I'm I'm gone. You know, I'm usually upset. I'll, I'll be in bed <laughs> at eleven o'clock, laying in bed going, Is it three yet? Is it three yet? Is it three yet? Yeah, trying wake to wake up. Three up. o'clock, go yeah. down, grab bait, be on the beach, be out by four thirty. I'm setting times on tides, when the tides gonna go, yeah, this area this way. I get to this spot here. Get ready for this. It's yeah. So y'all y'all play a lot a lot more. Y'all are more dependent on the tides. Um, yeah. I know we're we're not as dependent. I mean we I, I do go by my tidal movement, but uh, but there's tide times where we don't have a whole lot. So you really got to find that uh that wind blown shoreline or that that point that wind's blowing around and it's wind driven yeah. current that actually will stir the fish up too. So. Um, with the bigger tidal swings over there, y'all, y'all, y'all are more dependent on that. It seems like. Huh? If when I go out, I, if I'm either going to launch from all the way in the back of the bay or up by the inlet, depending on 
which way the tide's going. So I can yeah. at least have the tide take me back this way and come back that way. I spent so many way. times where I got to go about a mile and a half, two miles against the tide with yes. the wind in my face, just laying on my kayak, just pedaling. It was like, yeah, nonstop for just an hour. Yes. And this is crazy. <laughs> you, you use it to your advantage when you can, right? Yeah. yeah. Use the wind and the like, tide to your yeah. advantage. Yeah, I will plan that too as far as the wind because we get a lot of prevalent southeast winds here, a lot of sea breeze winds and, uh, you know, 15, 17 miles an hour. And you're like, well, what do I want to do? Well, you know, get on the water early yeah. and beat that wind, kind of fish around into those south shorelines and then use that wind to come back in the afternoon, you know, or when you're done, you know, 11, 12 o'clock right before lunchtime, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's a big plus too. Because just like I said, we don't have those you know, giant swings in the tide, you know, we get a one or two foot tidal swing uh, most of the times, you know, nothing like four to six foot. I think that's oh, probably, yeah. or, or, or eight, seven, eight foot sometimes up, gets, up there, right? Yeah, if we're fishing Manasquan, like I had two friends of mine that I go up there with, and it's just like, we'll find that follow the tide out. Tide switches come back in, but it's still going out for another two hours. Yeah, yeah. And it's just narrow, you, you can go out, it's all nice, come back, and it's four to six. Yeah. With boats going through, and you're, it's just, it gets crazy. Same yeah. with our surf launches. Yeah. Like you launch out, oh, it's going to be one to two with, like, ten-second intervals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go through it. Look at your look at your phone. Oh, yeah, it just changed. And now it's three to four with six like, seconds. It's six or seven, a little, little tighter yeah. together, a little, yeah. little stacked up come, more. Yep. Yeah, come back in. If you're not coming through the inlet, it's just, you're flipping. Well, then you got the waves coming in from offshore and the tide's going out, pulling against them. So that stacks yep. them up even more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, stuff over here you got to think about too. We got some some longshore, nearshore currents that, uh, that affect stuff too. Same here when we're launching around the jetties and everything. Um, and that's our, our, like our inlet, it's not that bad here because it's, it's probably 600 yards, maybe something like that. Oh, yeah. So Manasquan's a lot, lot smaller. Manasquan's probably maybe 100 yards. It's tight. <laughs> oh, it's tight, huh? Yeah. yeah, we got a couple like that uh, in, in Corpus Christi Pack Channel. Uh, the Port Aransas Jetties is, is, is pretty big, uh, pretty big waterway, but there's giant. That's where all the giant oil tankers and everything come in at <laughs> so you can get you get swamped pretty good there if you're not paying attention <laughs> yep oh yeah but man that's a it's definitely different you know comparing you know waters here waters you know in louisiana the way they're fishing just all over everybody's got their own little uh different uh region has their different styles and 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 ways to fish and, and act different fish just like the tautogs yeah. y'all have you know we don't we don't have those over here That'd be something really cool to go catch one of those. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. They fight. They're they put up, they put up a little bit. Like you get a thirteen-inch tog, you think, oh, I got a nice keeper. Yes, yeah, just a little baby. Oh yeah. You said you guys, you said you guys have oil rigs and that kind of stuff. Oh like sure, Russell, yes, yeah, yeah. Russell Atlantic City, you go off. In Atlantic City here, you got to go six, seven miles out to hit, hit any wrecks. Yes, they hit the re uh, hit hit all the wrecks and, and rock piles yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Manasquan, we got maybe half miles out. We start getting some structure and stuff, which oh, is nice. Okay. So for me, yeah, I don't get unless I go up north. There's like I said, I don't get the fish that structure. Just, yes, that's what's tough. Yeah, they're not having the structure, or if you don't have the right numbers and coordinates to get on those yeah. those wrecks, you know, that's that's like here, there, up and down the beach. There is some nearshore wrecks you can find. Um, if you stumble upon them or if you got an old salt that gave you some old numbers, they're usually yeah. pretty good. Usually pretty good. Like you can catch the, you know, the snapper within, you know, a half mile, you know, half mile That's or nice. so out. Sometimes if there's a wreck nearby. And then we had a lot of, uh, you know, we've had some model renters and stuff. So we've had a lot of mangrove snappers move up into the inshore estuaries. And so you catch, you know, 12, 13 inch mangroves and you can... Mm -hmm. You can have a good little mess of them too, and they'll they'll readily yeah. hit uh, hit jig heads with with soft plastics also. Um, so yeah, that's a cool little thing, you know, that you, you little smorgasbord of fish you can kind of yeah. look into out here, you know, because there's days you can go out and you you know you catch a you catch a five trout, you have your three redfish, you'll have a couple black drum, you'll have a couple snapper, 
you have a couple sneak bed on the stringer, you know, and it's like, good grief, I'm dragging all these fish back. Yeah, not right. all the time. I'm not going to keep all those fish, but they, you could, you know. Good, yeah. You could, but yeah, I'll keep a couple trout. I'll keep a couple redfish. You know, I like to bring some home to family. They enjoy uh, yeah, you know. the fish tacos and then doing the redfish mm -hmm. on the half shell and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's always, you know, fresh fish is, is, is tough to beat. You know, that's that's so one we, of the bonuses we get from from being on the water a lot is we have that yeah, exactly that fresh fish we can bring home and eat. You know, <laughs> so how for, for you guys down there, how are the sharks? The nineteen eleven is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the nineteen eleven was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from nineteen eleven to nineteen eighty five. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I see them all the time. Because <laughs> for us, they, 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 like to, they like to steal your, uh, they like to eat your trout off the stringer here. Yeah, I used to use the stringers all the time my flounder until they get ripped off by the sharks like back in our back bays we get brown sharks yeah in the back bays we got them you know yep. four or five foot black tips yep. um we got uh, uh bull sharks that come in and out sometimes yeah. um and offshore you know you got to deal with we I, I run a fish bag when i go offshore and i run a fish bag a lot when i'm when i'm bringing a fish home but, but for redfish tournaments you know we got to bring them in alive or you lose a half pound of fish because uh, yeah. so you can release them so we have a yeah. A live wheel at the truck in a cooler, ready to go. But, you know, we got these cold flip stringers, and you drag them behind the kayak, and you know, there's a lot of alligators where we like to fish for redfish normally, and they'll be nosing around, following you around too, and they'll try to come up and eat them off your yep. stringer with you right there. I mean, the little stubborn. Oh, they don't care. The five six footers are stubborn. They're so stubborn. They don't care. But uh, not not a lot of sharks back there in that brackish water, but in in, in the bays where I'm out fishing for. For trout on the flats and stuff, you'll see some black tips and some bonnet heads. So the, uh, the some people, oh, that's a hammerhead. It's like a shovel nose, yeah, it's shovel nose bonnet rounder. head. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of those too. Um, that's what a lot, lot of stingrays, a lot of stingrays, a lot of cow nose rays, and and just uh, stingrays and stuff too. So when you're waiting, you definitely got to pay attention and shuffle your feet and, yeah, and do that, especially that. this time of year. Yeah, yep. Yes, but the one thing I started doing this last two years was. A uh, cooler bag for my kayaks. They were in the cooler bag. Yeah. That's the thing for me is that you're, if I'm going two miles back to my launch against the tide, yeah, you don't drag there. Mouth, mouth opened up. Just, it's, right. just, it's extra it's work. It's like a drag. It's, they're they're yeah. they're making all that drag on you. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I run a fish bag on the front a lot of times. You know, and plus, you know, when those waves, it adds a little weight on the front if you got an ice block in there or something. Mm -hmm couple two-liter bottles filled with water frozen that last you all day and it adds a little bit of weight up on the front to get your nose down the paddles easier you know you're not all playing yeah, exactly. up you know you're playing down and you're against them waves and you can move a little better if you're paddling i like to paddle a lot but uh man i will tell you i've been burning that torquito up man i i use it on my uh you pick <laughs> and uh i've been running that all over the marsh man it's it's it's, it's good to go back there See, I usually just used to use it on my, I got a big rig uh, with the flex drive for the bass tournaments. And I would, you know, that's the main reason I got it for the bass tournaments. And, you know, a lot of our saltwater events actually started allowing electric motors this year. We have two of our three trails started allowing electric motors, okay. which is really cool. So, um, you know, and just, and scouting, as far as scouting new water and, and running to different places, that thing's been a big advantage, big advantage. Yeah. In the tournament this last weekend, if I wouldn't have been able to use that motor to get out to the bridge I fished, uh, you know, the paddle would have been insane or the pedal. It would have been a, a oh, pretty long run, about about a mile and a half, two miles each way. Like when, I was at, when I was doing the Maryland tournament, there was a, one spot going through to the bridge, another spot. There was called the, the toilet bowl, the big whirlpool. Like a, everything's probably about six foot deep. Yeah. And there was a hole by 50, and it just swirled around. Oh man! I was going to get the tide. I'm like, instead of my, my radar, I'm just pedaling. I'm like, okay, I got to get through this. I just pedal, 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 pedal. There's a guy next to me, just going back. I see him. He's, I can just imagine his head. He's going, what the hell's going? On? Like, how's he going through this? Here mm -hmm. I find out this was his third time trying to get through that spot. Oh man! Pedaling through it. And he just <laughs> gave up. He's like, no, I'm waiting for the tide changes. Yeah. 
Oh, dang. I can't imagine you just pushing it around like crazy. You're getting torpedoes. A lot of guys are getting torpedoes now. They're all getting the torpedoes. Put them on their yeah. you, just to get from point A to point B to fish. Instead of wasting an hour and a half, an hour going this way, an hour going yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a big. Spot you want to fish and just fish. It's a big advantage. I mean, especially covering water. And, and if you have a launch that's out away from a lot of things, you can get, you know, with that bigger battery, you know, I can get 14, 15 mile range as long as it'll yeah. peg it out, you know. And then the then if you have an extra battery, and some people you can run with, they have an extra battery with them. And they're look, you're looking at 25 mile range, you know, if you have the time to do it at five yeah. and a half miles an hour. So, um, you know. It, it, it's been a it's been a plus you know it's been a plus to to be able to run one of those you know um man that's cool man i i'm glad i got you to come on to to the segment man and and chat a little bit about about this northeast area up there in jersey up there in jersey y'all y'all iconelli fans <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, Mike like i said we're getting, oh, lab mouth <laughs> like i said we're getting we're getting ready like fish flounder's done our flounder season's summer flounder is done this Saturday, so now everybody's getting ramped up for stripers. Stripers, yeah, get ready so to go. Go up north, go to Manasquan, find schools of bunker, snag bunker, drop them down, catch the big stripers. Oh yeah. Hopefully the yep. whales don't knock you over. You gotta- oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just uh, getting ready for that season change. You know, that's us. We're we're still having days in in the mid nineties. You know, we're we're still pretty warm, and we're dealing with all these. All these hurricanes around here. Oh, Jesus. It's been crazy. <laughs> it's been a crazy, crazy season. There's all kind of waves, man. The swell's been insane. Oh, I um, imagine. I don't know if you follow. There's another, there's a surfer kid on uh, on YouTube. His name's Ben Gravy. Uh, he, he surfs a lot there. Atlantic City. Yep. He, he, he surfs a lot there. There's a place called, um, oh, man, what's that place called? I can't even remember where it's called. I know he surfs a lot around it. He lives like probably 10 minutes from me. Oh, right um, on, man. Yeah. He's got a good thing going him. too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's spot. He calls it, he calls it El Slamo. El Slamo. <laughs> yeah. And he's been surfing yeah. a little right point break that's inside of an inlet that looks like really, really fun. You know? Um, the last um, couple of days have been crazy. Like, I have guys that I know that. Walk, walking out I'm like man i'm not going out today yeah there's, there's been solid waves because there, there's so many storms stacked up y'all are getting swell from like two or two or three different storms out there the way it's it's pushing in and it's been pretty solid over there it's long period stuff but it's still you're not launching and going offshore with with seven eight foot yeah. you know barrels out the back you know <laughs> no you're not getting around that man but yeah el slamo yeah old ben yeah, gravy he's, he's got some good, good content i watch i watch a lot of his stuff man you know because i I surfed my whole life. I haven't really, you know, I don't really do it like I used to do it. Like I was all into it. Now it's the kayak fishing is just taking over. <laughs> that's basically, that's basically I, what I grew, happened. I, I grew up racing dirt bikes. Yep. And then between practice, like we ride every day, practice every day. Then from three to dark, we go surfing every day. Yep. Back in like 90s, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep, back in the, the back in the Point Break days where you're gonna you, yeah, wait for somebody to come over and cut, cut their leash and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little more aggro back then. Yeah, it's all oh locals. yeah, localism in the house. You know, you don't get a lot of that in the kayak world. You know, you got some people that kind of keep keep their spots on lock and stuff. But you know, with so much stuff out there right now, Google Earth and YouTube and and all the social media stuff, it's all instantaneous, man. So it's uh. You know, if, if you're willing to do some research, you, you can find some spots to get away from people. You're posting a photo. That's a spot burn. Dude, yeah. there's, there's 10 spots of fish. It's not a spot burn. Oh, yeah. There's really, yeah, like, you, there's just burning thing. Yep. Yep. I just post what, uh, I just like to, you know, I like to fish. So if I catch something nice, I'm taking pictures every now and then, getting a little content here and there. And, yeah. And you know, I got to represent a food company, so you know, it's 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 good Same to get some here. stuff and show them, show them what you're doing. So, hey, with that note, man, I'm gonna try to wrap up. We're about to hit an hour here, <laughs> been, been rolling right along. So, uh, man, I'm gonna give you the stage to do some shout outs. 
you know, if you got some people that support you or anybody you want to thank or, or shout out, man, here, here you go. It's all yours, brother. Well, the biggest person that people have shout out is my wife and kids for letting me do this. Because that, I mean, that family support, knowing that you're going to fish out there all night, hoping we will. I get all time. Just be careful. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. My I'll wife's the same way. Yep. <laughs> but all that said, wilderness systems, tackle direct, ram mounts, Iowa, Lawrence, Boston Bates, Go Fish Cams, all these guys like that gave me a chance and helped support me so I can do this. And that's the biggest thing you can do. Like it's just having that support is great. Yes. Especially from, from companies that, help you that, out. That, that helped you out or, or, or you've been with all along and they know you've trusted in their products and now you're part of them, you know, and it's just, it's awesome when you, when you've used a product and, and stood behind it way before they've asked you to come on board, which is like, exactly. yeah, man, and that's the way it should be. It's like, I'm not glorifying this pro staff badge of honor thing or whatever, but you know, um, some people just like, well, I'm on this and I'm on that. No, I, I like it when you earn it, when you've had used their products, they're tried and true to you. And you know, that's how I feel you, you're, you're that way too. You know, you, you you stand by what you what you represent, and that that's 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 a big deal, um, in being true to what you're doing in, in this. People in, think too in, in this type of thing. People. people think, oh yeah, they're just oh you're getting all, you're giving you all this stuff. No, they're giving us like I'm not. You know, we're not getting paid by these companies. We're promoting these companies, but helping us out, and we're helping yeah. them out, and that's what that's what the thing is. It's just yeah. doing that. Like I'm waiting for a new kite to come out now. Like, we have, Wilderness has their new recons coming out. Recon yes. 120. Yep. I ordered, I, ordered that, I ordered that in March, but I think I shut down. So yeah. hopefully it's coming here the next couple of days. You know, that thing. I can't wait to go to that thing. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. You know, we got, um, we don't have a new fishing boat coming out for 2021. Uh, we are doing some, some, some changes stuff here and there on the jackson side of things you know but I, I i'm looking forward to seeing what we got coming around you know we'll, we'll be making some be making a comeback you know it's been kind of kind of this year's been a one-off you know it's been tough you know um just time to regroup refocus refocus on the fishing you know <laughs> yep yep you know you, you can't be you know we we came out with quite a few boats this year we had that you the U pick, the Bite FD, and the Kilroy HD. So uh, I know we got a um, couple new things coming out next year for the 2021 season. And uh, but I think I think our breakout year coming around will probably be 2022. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. Hopefully we're going to knock something out of the park. Yeah, you know it's. Oh yeah. It was it, it, the, with last year. The, before all this pandemic thing happened, mm-hmm. things were getting tight. People, I've seen people. Dropping off teams and all this. Yeah. Like, somebody's getting worried. Yeah. Once this thing hit, it's like there's nothing left. There's no kayaks yeah. left. There's no kayaks. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were, They're gone. Are we even, are you, are we still even going to be on the team? Are we, yeah. <laughs> is this still going to be going on? And then, then all the kayaks are gone. And it's like, cause I know I saw, I saw the recon at ICAST last year, 19. Yeah. And then it's, it's just now really about to hit the market now. So that shows you how much some stuff is is affected. You know, a lot of logistics were affected by this pandemic. You know, yeah. uh, parts, pieces, parts come from everywhere. It might be put together here, but you're getting parts from yeah, still getting parts Taiwan, from Japan, and other places too. Malaysia, who knows? It's coming from a lot of different places. Yeah. And the whole logistics of it got got jacked up by this uh, Corona. <laughs> 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 so yeah, man. Uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. I appreciate you jumping on and, and getting to know you a little, little better myself and uh, all the listeners out there. I hope y'all enjoyed this segment. Uh, and uh, we thank everybody for listening and we'll catch y'all the next time around. Woo. See you later.
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment